0: Thanks so much for joining with us today. If it's your first time, welcome. We'd love hanging out. Um, we're going to talk more about our vision for our church today, which is exciting. It's family talk and um, your family, so that's cool. We can talk. Um, I'm so excited. So let's dive into it. And I, I'll recap some of the stuff we talked about. And I, I was thinking, like, has anybody ever experienced a feeling of Failure, and I know the answer to that question because we've all failed at some points in our life. Um, Like a sense of helplessness in ability to change a situation. So, not like for instance, like I want to keep the kitchen clean, but with toddlers, it's. (laughs) I'm just using the example here. It's like there is dishes just appearing out of nowhere. They just appear, Uh, and then there's yogurt everywhere, and. And we have this conversation, me and my wife, it's just like it's an impossible thing because, you know, we're trying and we feel like what we're doing is not having any impact at all on the situation. Like, it just keeps happening and happening. And sometimes I think in our life, we can feel a little helpless in areas of our life and, and almost that what we do doesn't matter. Um, like, it is not significant. But I'm, I'm here today to talk about the fact, because I was thinking through our vision and I was thinking through, Lord's, and I'm going to share with you in a moment, God's given us some pretty big um, vision. Like we want to do amazing big things. We want to see that. But sometimes we can feel like in the midst of all that largeness, that the part we play is small and insignificant. But I'm here today to tell you that it's not, that your part and what you bring is so essential and so valuable and actually so significant. Jesus talks about it this way in Matthew 13. He says, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. Let's talk about that now. I don't know if you've recently seen the sizes of seeds. Uh, they, they range from super small to, to really small. Uh, they have nothing in the large category. Uh, seeds are small. Would you agree with me on that fact? So we've agreed. So... That's good. We're in agreement. Uh, Matthew 13. I don't want to mess it up. So let me read it. Matthew 13. um, says this in verses 31. uh, Jesus talking. He says, He told them another parable. He says, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. which a man took and planted in his field. And though it was the smallest of all the seeds, yet when it grows, uh, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree. And if you've been here over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about trees and we're going to get some cool imagery. Uh, do you have my first slide, Paul, the, what our mission statement is? And we'll get back to the Scripture. in a sec- I've got slides today, huh? Yeah, so, mm-hmm. So that text above that says, uh, we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. That is the why of our church. And you just leave that up, Paul. And you'll notice that there is a tree on the side. And it's not just because I think a tree looks good, although it does. Uh, but we, we were looking out of Luke um, 19, the story of Zacchaeus, a man who had all this stuff going on. Uh, Had a lot of money, but a lot of problems. Had everything in the world, but not really a lot spiritually. He he had a full bank account, but a a bankrupt spiritual account. And and, and it says there that uh, Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. It says, But because he was short and because of the crowds, he couldn't actually see Jesus. So he ran ahead and he climbed a tree. And then he was able to see Jesus and Jesus stops at the tree and encounters him. And over the last couple of weeks, and I'm just going to repeat and repeat and repeat a lot. So you're going to have to get used to this analogy. I believe that God's calling us to be like that tree as a church, that we exist to help elevate people from where they are so that they can see Jesus, so that they can encounter Jesus. So we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. So getting back to to, uh, the Scripture we're in, sorry for that brief interruption. So tree, it, it, it goes in line with what we're thinking. So it... And from verses um, 32, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. He told them, uh, no, we'll stop that one there. So that's the parable. So a small mustard seed gets planted by a farmer and then it becomes the largest of garden plants. And I began to think about that as, as we're talking about vision and you're looking at your seed and here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to look for fruit in your seed. Don't judge your seed by its lack of fruit. Because if I look at a seed and I'm going, man, I feel like an orange or an apple. And I'm looking at my seed of my apple and I'm going, this ain't an apple. This is, I can't eat this. Because if you judge the seed by what it's meant to be in a season's time, you'll be disappointed. So what I'm saying to you is that don't look at your seed and be disappointed because you're not where you want to be, because God's asking you to plant that seed in faith, believing that God's in the process of doing something in your life. So that's what I see the picture of us starting this vision talk and this vision month. We may not be where we want to be. In fact, we are definitely not. We believe that God is going to do amazing things in our church, but it begins with us planting the seeds of faith and believing that God is going to bring growth. So, practically for you. Don't give up on the state of whatever situation's going on in your life based on the season that it can be. So for your marriage, keep sowing the seeds of faith, keep sowing the seeds of love, keep sowing the seeds of God's Spirit and life into the the ground of your marriage and start to believe God to bring fruit. Come on. Come on. So there's a season. That's a thing with God. There's seasons in your life. So you might be going through a season in your job, feeling like you're stopped and you're stuck. But don't look for that fruit in your seeds. God's asking you just to believe again, just to plan again, just to begin to speak His Word into that area in your life because God is going to bring the growth. That's the cool thing about planting a seed is that once you do your job of putting it in the ground, it's really up to God to bring the growth. Hey? So just keep sowing. God is going to keep it growing, and then we're going to be eating some great fruit later in our life. I just believe in God is, is, is wanting to just uh, increase our faith as a church and, and, and our trust in Him. And I love there's a scripture in, in uh, Zechariah 4:10. Uh, it says, "Don't despise the day of small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin." So come on. Like what we see here is amazing. But don't despise that, hey, not everything and, and there's, there's only a, a core of people. Don't, let the work begin. Let's roll up our sleeves. Let's get into it. Let's get excited. And, and in your life as well, let the work begin. In the areas that God is wanting to build up and bring fruit out, let the work begin. Uh, don't despise those days because it's an essential thing. So I just wanted to share that with you before moving into family, church, business talk. Because um, you're going to get stuff from this next section, um, but, but keep that in your mind that we're looking for fruit, but we're looking to sow. We're looking to start the process in what God is doing. So over the last few weeks, we've talked about where we want to go, why we exist. And, and last week, we talked about part of our strategy. So if we want to help people find and follow Jesus, we talked about that being, we're like that picture of the tree. And we spent all of last week talking about our core part of that strategy, which is you, me and we. So Paul, you can go to people. So the first part of our strategy, so the way, so I've, I've got six uh, strategies and I sound like some business guy, I'm not. But these are just the areas that I believe God is going to use in our church that we can be strategically smart about, we can invest in, we can, we can make everything go based on these things. And I've got five more after this, but none of them work without that, without you. That's the core of that thing, because if, if we'd imagine our tree being the strategy of how we're going to reach people, people need to climb up, so we need to be a great tree. So I would imagine the trunk of, of our tree as a church is you, Right? is you being living transformed lives, connecting with Jesus. And we talked about some of the culture things that we want to be. We want to be life-giving people. We want to be faith people. We want to be connected people. All of those stuff that God is actually wanting to work on who we are before working on what we do. So I see that tree growing strong and big and able to withstand and our roots going down deep and and being able to withstand the storms of life when they come, because they are coming, if not already here in your life but God is wanting to establish you. And then, so every other thing that I say from now on has got people, people at the core of it, that we can do none of these strategies unless we are being the people that God has called us to be. So, and I see like these these next few strategies that we talk about, like the branches of a tree coming out and being those stepping points for people to engage and follow, find and follow Jesus. Are you with me today? Cool. I thought I'd spare you my art today. Uh, so, you, you know, I've been doing art the last couple of weeks. So the ne- one of our strategies will be our gatherings. So Paul, you can go to that. So our gatherings. Um, in order to help people find and follow Jesus, our gatherings are going to be an essential part of that strategy. See, and I've broken it down into two main areas. And the first of that area is our Sundays, our Sunday gathering is going to be a critical, it's like mission critical for us as a church. We want our Sundays, this, and, and part of me is going to go from talking to prophesying to whatever, but we want our Sundays to be unmissable. Not for the fact is that you have to attend church to get a tick on the, on the good Christian mark. No, 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 no. We want Sundays to be unmissable for even those people that don't know who Jesus is. And if I was to draw a column that would say, okay, if our mission is to help people find and follow, I would say our Sunday gathering is more for the people looking to find Jesus. You throw stones at me later. We want to help you follow Jesus as well. And we're going to go into strategies about that. And I think all of these strategies have multi-purpose ability for finding and following. Because you're going to come here and you're going to get blessed. You're going to come here, you're going to serve. And that's going to grow and that's going to help you follow. And you're going to talk to people and they're going to encourage you in your faith. It's going to happen. But as a church, I think we have to be purposely uh, focused on helping those who don't know Jesus to find out about Him. Okay, Because there are thousands and thousands and thousands of people that don't know Jesus but really want to and all they're looking for is an ability to connect in. They're just looking for a branch to climb up. You with me? And Sundays is going to be like our first step into the rung, right? Apart from you being awesome wherever you go, uh huh. That's like the main thing. But that Sundays are going to be unmissable. I want them to be uh, Jesus glorifying, so that when they come in, so a Sunday is not just going to be a motivational thing. It will be a life-giving event that they'll come in and they'll realize there is something different about this place. That Sundays are going to be magnetic, electric. We're going we're to be unapologetically uh, uh, trying to attract people to come to our church. People, I don't care because God cares so much for, for people. See, we have to carry the heart of God for people. And in Luke 19, it says, I have come to seek and to save the lost. So as a church, we're going to carry that same heart is that we exist to help people find and follow Jesus. So, so what does that look like? That looks like us being Purpose about our Sunday gatherings being uh, not exclusive, but rather inclusive. So it, it even looks like this: like I don't want anybody to sit alone in our church. Like I want our church to just have a culture of seeing people. Because I, I was I was thinking, how scary would it be to walk into a church? Super super scary. And I think what can make it so cool is that when the church is so alive with the mission of helping people find and follow, that we've just got eyes to see people. That when people come in here, they feel welcome. And you don't have to know them from a bar of soap because we're just being God in action. We are just being the hands and the feet of Jesus. So we're gonna be a church that is just so warm and welcoming. Our Sundays are gonna be filled with the presence of God. And, and I just see such wonderful Uh, things happening in our Sundays. I, I believe our Sundays, the questions that people are asking about faith and life, we wanna be answering with our Sundays. We wanna be meeting people where their needs are. So from everything from our worship to our sermons, we wanna be strategic. I'm just saying this is where we're going as a church. We're gonna be unapologetically trying to connect those people in that don't know Jesus to help him find Jesus. We want this church to be a place that you would uh, absolutely be so happy to invite your unchurched friends to. It doesn't mean we're going to water down the gospel. It doesn't mean we're going to stop preaching the full gospel. It doesn't mean we're going to stop teaching the Bible. No, no, no. It means that we are just preparing for visitors. We are strategic and we expect and we prepare for people to come. Are you with me, church? I would love this church to be a, a, a place that unchurch people love to attend, and, and I'm ripping that off Andy Stanley, but it's good, so whatever. <laughs> I, would, I want people to feel welcomed here. So this is that's the church we're going to become. It's going to be unmissable, it's going to be in, engaging. And I just want to talk about the rest of our Sundays for a second. I see our kids area being such a major part of our church being a warm and a welcoming space. So I I believe our kids' area is going to be the best thing that kids would want to do on a Sunday. And those kids are going to be hounding and and, uh, pestering their parents to come to church because they're going to find out about how fun it's going to be. They're going to find out about how they feel leaving church. They're going to find out about how they actually feel loved. I'm talking about our kids. That our kids would feel engaged and loved and cared for. So the current state of affairs is we don't have a volunteer team to open our rooms every Sunday. I'm just gonna be real with y'all. And, and so we're talking vision. I'm just thinking of the seed. So we just, we're just gonna talk seed and, and talk faith and talk life. But we, we, need, we need growth in that area and we need things to happen. And that's okay because God is gonna bring it. I just believe our kids area is actually gonna be a major area where people, the community are gonna be drawn to our church through our kids area. So I believe God's gonna raise up a kids pastor. I believe God's going to raise up a volunteer staff member for that area. I believe, you know, and, and we've got the amazing people that are doing it now. We love them and we want to empower them and everything. My wife's doing a wonderful job in that. Uh, the, the Little Todd's area It's fantastic. And it's going to grow and it's going to grow and it's going to grow. Are you with me? Yeah, yeah awesome. So our kids area. And I'll stop there. There's more we could talk about Sundays, but we'll stop there for now. And another area of our gatherings that are going to be so essential to our strategy, helping people find and follow Jesus, uh, is our groups. So our connect group, um, our connect group um, sort of pathway is going to be the, the avenue for people in our church to start following Jesus. Are you with me? So once that people have found Jesus, we really, really want people to connect into a group, not because they have to, but because we believe that growth comes from connection. So when you're around people um, that are doing life and and on the same journey, it's an encouraging thing. So I see that our connect groups are gonna be the main strategy for us as a church to help people follow God. Because you need that community, you need that connection. And, And so right now we have, I think, four connect groups in our church. And I believe um, by the end of the year, we're going to have 10 connect groups in our church that people are going to be in, people are going to be running. Um, that's going to be a fantastic space. So this is good. This is good. So now that's our strategy for that. Um, and the next part of our strategy is our building. I believe our building um, is a, a part, a major part of what God is wanting to do in our church. And We are blessed with this building. Oh, it's a blessing. This is like amazing. And we're standing on the shoulders of those who have gone before us and and reaping the benefits of their amazing work. And and, and we're we're very thankful and grateful. But we believe, come on, that it's not just an accident that this building is in our church, that God has given us this building for a purpose and for a reason. I, I drive past this building all the time on my way to the gym. I just try and I veer here to just look at it. And <laughs> sounds weird, but I do. And I was driving past it. And as I drive past it, I, it's like a little elevated. It's like on a hill. And that scripture that, that God says, you're the light of the world. Uh, y- your light shouldn't be hidden. If you're on a hill, baby, you got to shine. You know, I've paraphrased that terribly. That was the Sheldon translation. But you're a city set on a hill. And I believe that we are positioned to be that that church. And our building is actually a key strategy for people to find Jesus. Not just because, oh, this building's amazing, but what the building represents, what it can house, what it can do. I actually see this building being a community hub. Uh, This building is not going to stand empty Monday to Friday. It's going to be buzzing with activity Monday through Sunday. I believe this building is going to be activated and and a place for community members to gather. And guess what? It might not even be about church. (laughs) Get your stones ready. I see community groups, mum's groups using the building. I don't care. Dance, I don't care. I just want people to be able to walk in a building. And this is our secret prayer that when people step into this building, that a little bit of God just begins to just speak to them. There was a great story uh, a guy walked into our building the other day, hasn't walked into church in a long, 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 long time and wasn't even there for church. But his report to his family, uh, he said to his sister, can you tell me a little bit more about your church? Or, but him stepping into the building did something in his life that caused him to be a bit curious because this don't look like a church. It doesn't feel like those, you know, it, there's something different about this place. And it's not the place, it's the people. You get what I'm saying, huh? So I just see um, this place being just fantastic. And I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it right now. I, it, we're going to go into it at the end, but we've got a thing called 2030 Vision. I want to release that over our church, things that we're believing God to see. Part of that 2030 Vision is that we're going to be in a debt-free building here. We're going to have this building paid off. What does that look like right now? We've got just over $800,000 owing on this building. And I was in conversations, and I'm going to be totally open, honest, and transparent with you, so you know where we're at, uh, in conversations with the bank, and they said, listen, if your income doesn't increase by 50%, not 50%, sorry, by 50,000, 50% would have been, ooh, (laughs) then you're not going to qualify for the current loan that you need to qualify for. And I said, no worries. We are definitely going to be where we need to be. But I believe not just to maintain a mortgage, but we are going to pay this mortgage off. Not for the fact of, oh, look at us, and we, we don't owe anything and we've got all this cash in our pockets. But I believe these next ten years are gonna be set up years and, and effective ministry years, but but we we're not gonna be burdened with debt so that we can be free to do what God has called us to do. Maybe there's other buildings that we need to buy, maybe there's schools we need to start. I don't understand, I don't know just yet. But I just know that God's wanting us to be in a debt-free building uh, in just under, what's that, nine years. Come on, what is God wanting to do in this decade? He says, Sheldon, you've been crazy. Just let me have my seeds. Let me just throw them out there. So this is gonna be a hub. And actually a part of that, I see like in the next year that we're gonna be able to put up a sign on the side of our building that just says C3 Joondalup, helping people find and follow Jesus. A big, massive one. So that whenever... Because you can actually see outside of the building from... Uh, what's that main road over there? Jundala. You can see our building from there. And so how many cars go on there? How many people go, oh, that, what is that building? I thought it was a... I don't know what... It, uh. They're going to know it's a church. They're going to know that they're welcome. We're going to put a sign up. I believe we're going to um, be able to refresh our cafe space and buy new furniture and put it... I believe we're going to be able to do something with our stage. Why? because I want people, when they walk in here, to feel welcome. I want them to feel like this space is made for them, like we're preparing. Like if you had somebody coming to your house, you would get all the nice cutlery out, you'd clean up the little things, and you'd do all that because you're wanting to make a space for that person. That's what we want to do as a church. We want our building to be a warm and welcoming space. Is that okay, church? So fantastic. So our, our people, our gatherings, our building, and the next part of our strategy, what have you got there, Paul? And we'll do that one. Our teams, awesome. So our teams are gonna be a core part of what we do and how we do. And what do I mean by that? I just mean, I don't wanna do everything. Yeah. Partly because I just don't want to. And I realize that there are amazing people that God wants to raise up to do those things. That God is in the business of taking and using people who feel unqualified and qualifying them and equipping them. So my heart as a leader is to empower you to do stuff and to be who God is, and to use the gifts that God has called you to use and that is going to be a massive part of it. So I won't say too much about that. The next one Paul, what do you got? Have you got online presence? Hey. Woo! So I believe our online presence is going to be a major part of how we help people find and follow Jesus as well. I don't know what the stats are now on how many people are on the internet um, and how many people check out a church online before they check it out in person. I, or I regularly ask people how they find out about our church because I'm pleasantly surprised that they've come. Uh, and I want to be able to amplify those things. And people say they, they visit our website. So we've got a great website that is... Connecting with people, but it needs some love. It needs some TLC. It needs a, a coat of paint on that. So we're going to refresh our website. We, we are going to, uh, I believe in God's going to raise up somebody and a whole team of people that their focus is to create content so that we can reach people online. And that might look like needing to buy new cameras or investing in whatever. I don't know, but we are going to be online and we're going to help people find Jesus. And we're going to do it in a way that I think is authentic to us and real to us. We're not going to be just like trying to keep up with all the other churches around the corner because everything we do needs to to point back to why we exist. It's got to be about helping people find and follow Jesus. So we've talked about our our gatherings, our building, our online presence, our teams. And the last one should be our reach, Paul. So this is the... A part of our strategy of how we're going to help people is what we do to reach out. And, and the fact that we are not just going to be about what's happening in our church, um, but we are going to go out. We're going to reach. And the key part of reach is the fact that you get out of here on a Sunday and you go to where you go and you get in your car and then you go to work on Monday and then you go to your home and then you're in the family that you're in and then you talk to the people that you talk to. So wherever you go, our church is going. You know what I'm saying? So our people, our people, you, me and we are gonna be like those bridges of connection, those inviters, those people that say, I have something to contribute here. So I'm not at uni for for an accident. I'm not at this job on accident. I am here for a purpose. So our reach, we're reaching. And I believe our church is going to have a local reach and it's going to have a global reach. We're going to be locally reaching. And if you don't know, we have a community arm called Soul Link, which is going, uh, at the moment, it just is sort of on, um, uh, what do they call them in the planes a landing pattern? Just a holding pattern. We got it, yeah, they're in the airport. And then when they can't land, they're just in a holding pattern. So currently our Soul Link is just holding in, in that pattern, waiting for the moment where we give it a fresh uh, direction and a fresh strategy on how we're going to reach out, that, that uh, ministry has been responsible for feeding people. It has been responsible for putting furniture in people's. And I'm not talking about what we will do. This is what it has done over years, helping people find housing, help, helping people connect into other support services. So that's going to live again. We're going to have a local reach. Soulink is going to grow and grow and grow. I'm just saying this is, and we might not be able to do this straight away, but what am I doing? I'm just sowing those seeds of faith and vision. And we are going to be a church that reaches. So practically, if people are hungry, we want to feed them uh, and and we want to clothe them. We want to give them help. We want to support them and refer them. Um, And I believe a part of that will be reaching young people in our community as well. If we could be a place where young people have a safe space. See, and I just believe uh, that God is going to raise up a youth group in our church. It's going to be like this year, I'm believing. In 2021, we're going to have a youth group start. God's going to raise up somebody. And and we're going to not only just... Was that a big yeah over there? That's my next youth pastor over there. Was it Isaac? Did you? Come on, bro. Come on, man. You just be careful where you yeah, bro. Because so good, dude. Um, but God's going to do it. God's going to raise up a youth group. I'm in talks with a, um, a community agency that that provides schooling to disengaged teens. And we're gonna, I'm believing that they're going to use our building Monday to Friday um, because I want them to find a space here. Um, okay, so we're going to have a local reach. And boy, we are going to have a global reach as well. We're going to be a regional church. We're not just, we don't just exist for us. We're going to exist for others. So God is going to give us opportunities um, to, to sow and to give money and to go and to, to be a part of, of things that are happening not only in our backyard, but also across the globe. We're going to be a part of that uh, 100%. So I want to just talk about our 2030 vision for a second. Have you got it there? So the, go the, not the 2030, go the one before that, sorry. So... I believe our church, um, so we, go, we are going to have a large and an impacting church. So there's nothing super spiritual about being large and there's nothing super spiritual about being small. Okay, they're just numbers. But So we want to be large so that we can impact as many people as we, we can. But that's what I see. Yeah, so we're going to be a, a, a large and impacting church and at the same time, we're going to be an authentic and connected church. So we're not going to just be large so that we can be large and then become this thing that people don't feel connected to or they don't feel loved at. I think we've got to be large enough that God wants to use us to impact as many people, but small enough in our culture and in our thinking that people feel loved and at home and belong. Are you with me today, church? I see a multi-generational church, a multi-ethnic church, and a church that will be a catalyst for revival in Australia. How do you see that? I just got my faith goggles on now. I just see, man, we're gonna have multi-generations. So the old, older generation speaking life into the younger generation and this beautiful image of what God's kingdom is, this, this lovely picture of, of this variety. I just see multi-ethnic, just, just countries from all over the world finding a space here and having the flavours of those countries just influence our church and it's just like a beautiful pizza with all these flavours and, and, and um lovely smells and music. And I, I actually see a choir. Like I, for whatever, I was listening to some gospel music and, and I just love the feel of, that, of, of, of a choir. I don't know. I'm the, the whitest person you might know. My wife would, would say I'm not white, yeah. But I love that, the feeling of that gospel, that large sound, that large... And in saying that, I don't think we need to be just stuck on one genre of music because it's going to be a multi, a, a, a variety of people. Are you still with me or am I losing you somewhere? That's That's oh, thank you. Um, okay, so 2030 vision, and then I'm going to nearly stop talking. So what are we believing God to do in this decade? What are we believing? So, are you, drum roll please. Over the next 10 years, we're believing God to, for a thousand people to say yes to Jesus in our church and through our church. Okay, so it doesn't just need to be, put your hand up to accept Jesus. It can be, um, hey, God bless you right now. It's awesome, yeah. It can be you leading somebody in your world, praying a prayer of faith, and boy, I'm, a, I'm counting that. Because I believe that number is such a key number. So a thousand, and, and what, Sheldon, why put a number on it? Why, you know, just, uh, I believe we have, to, we have to be targeted. We have to believe God for something. So a vision has to be clear. Otherwise, where, where are we going? So we're bringing clarity. So if our mission is we, we exist to help people find and follow Jesus, then these are going to be the, the, the targets that are going to show us if we're on the right track. It's like when you, if you're doing archery, the mission could be to like just get that arrow down there, but your targets are going to be the thing that help you know if you're online, if you're, if you're shooting in the right direction. So we believe we want to see 1,000 people saying yes to Jesus. We want to see 500 people being baptised in and through our church. We want to see 500 people regularly attending small groups and connect groups. Because that's an indicator of health and an indicator that people are connected and people are following Jesus. As I said before, we believe we're going to be in a debt-free building by 2030. Um, and, and I believe we're going to plant one church in 10 years. So that means we're going to have to raise up leaders. We're going to have to... God is going to show us where He wants us to plant. But that's what we want to do in the next 10 years. Is that exciting, scary? I hope it's a little bit of both. Column A and column B. Um, so... Moving on to, so that's our, our vision over the next 10 years, but what are we believing God to do in this year? In 2021, uh, we wanna see 100 people visit our church. That, that's an indicator that people are, are being able to find out about our church. So, and I'm just, these are small goals, but, but, but we're gonna do it. So 100 visitors, we wanna see 25 people saying yes to Jesus in and through our church. We wanna see from four connect groups, we wanna go to 10 connect groups. Uh, and we want to see 10 people baptised. I probably could have bumped that number up, but hey, let God surprise us with what He does. And we want to see a youth group. Um, so that's, that is where we are wanting to go as a church. And we want you to be involved. So my question is, just moving back to my, my notes. Um, so if that's our vision as a church and where we want to go, the question then becomes, how do you get involved? And should you get involved? So that's the, I wanna just give you some three questions that you can ask yourself um, about how you can be involved. And before you, and, and I, I mean this real literally, just pray about it over the next month. Just pr- keep this a part of your prayer. And, and that's my first thing is that I want you to pray. God, how can I, what part do you want me to play? And ask God and wait for Him to talk to you because He will talk to you. So the, here are some questions. The first question that I want you to ask yourself through and in prayer is that how can I help? How could I contribute something here? We, we need to be spiritual uh, contributors, not just spiritual consumers. God's wanting you to be actively involved, not just sitting and receiving, although that at times is good and you need that. So how can that? what does that look like, helping? It means what team... Do you, uh, are you going to join? What team? What serving team? What, maybe it's in the kitchen. Maybe it's in the kids' ministry. Maybe it's in the youth group. So what team are you, are you joining? Where are you serving in that team? Uh, what connect group are you in? So this is how you can help. So maybe God just needs you to join a connect group or lead a connect group. And, and is God calling you to give money and be generous and be a part of that? So these are ways that you can help that you need to just ask yourself. So investing with our time, investing with our money. And the next question that you need to ask yourself is, who am I becoming? So what areas in my life does God want to work on so that I can be the person that He has called me to be? Because we know the way we're going to reach people and people are going to find Jesus and follow Jesus is through your life. It's through your life. So what areas is God is wanting to, to help you in? And the last question I want you to ask yourself is, who am I helping? Who am I helping? So who are those people in your world that are looking for faith? Who are those people in your world that in spite of whatever's going on in their life, they have a desire to see Jesus, but they just are blocked and stopped. And God's put you in their world for a reason. And, and God, I believe God is gonna do a great thing in our church. So why don't we just pray together uh, and, and just commit, commit our the next 10 years of our life, commit this vision to God. And Lord, right now, as a church, we just stand, let's just stand, sorry, church, let's stand and and agree with what God is saying. And I just pray, Lord, that as we begin to ask ourselves, how can we help that, Lord, you would thunder from heaven, that you would speak so clearly into our life, Lord, would You just speak to every individual life and begin to just impress on them their part to play in what God's wanting to do. Lord, I pray for every single person here that You're helping them become more like Jesus, that You're helping us become more like Jesus. Would You help us every day of our life to encounter You, to find You, to find hope and to find faith and to find love in You. Help us to become those people. Help us to to be the people that would reach out into our community and into our world. And Lord, we just commit to You right now, Lord, a 2030 vision of a thousand people coming and saying yes to Jesus. We give that to You and we say, Lord, we're sowing that in faith, believing that You're gonna do it, not by our ability, not by our works, but by Your Spirit. God, that 500 people would be baptised in these next 10 years that 500 people would be regularly attending a group, that Lord, through Your help and through Your uh, power, that You'd empower us to plan a church somewhere. Give us vision, give us strategy, raise up leaders. And Lord, that in, uh, by 2030, we would be in a debt-free building in Jesus' Name. That God, You would bring money into this church so that we can be positioned to be uh, an effective and, and impacting church in Jesus' Name. Lord, we thank You. And I just wanna pray for Your vision. God, the picture that everybody has for their life. God, the hopes and the dreams that they have for their life, that Lord, that You would help them achieve those in Jesus' Name. God's gonna expand your vision for your life. God's gonna expand your hope for your life and your faith for your life in Jesus' Name. I wanna give an opportunity right now Is there anybody that says, today, Sheldon, I wanna make a decision of faith and accept Jesus into my life for the first time? You've never said a prayer of faith and says, today, Sheldon, I wanna ask Jesus to come into my life. If that's you, just raise your hand. I wanna pray with you. God bless you right there. God bless you. We're just gonna pray together. So would you just pray these words with me? Everybody, would you just repeat after me? Dear Dear Jesus, I give you my life. Would you help me to live for you? Would you forgive me and make me whole? In Jesus' name.